Hello everyone, it's nice to greet you again. My name is Emila and this is season 2 of Deep Speed Dating Podcast. This year, I want to make it a bit different and try something new. The episodes will be focused on a theme instead of a person. So let's just dive into episode 1, Social Media Detox. I don't know about you, but I can say that I am addicted to my phone. During the day, I check my messenger way too many times, I spend way too much time on Instagram, and sometimes, even if I want to cut down my screen time, it's hard in Sionspo, where Facebook does play somewhat important role in student life organization. Therefore, today, I'm happy to welcome Marie-Emilienne Mathilde, who, for a digital culture project, stopped using social media and entertainment platforms for some time. Hi, girls. Hello, Emila. So, can you just briefly introduce how you carried out the experiment, what kind of limits you had and so on, and where did you find the inspiration for it? So, we don't... Actually, so we had uh, this idea because we talked about it with our teacher. So, both of us, we don't really like to be connected all the time and we didn't really want to engage in digital culture in this project at all. But then he talked about this connection, so we were like, oh, that's a really good idea. And uh-huh. so for the the process, so we we did that on a three uh, weeks uh, period. So the first week we were disconnected from um, entertainment platforms. So it can be music such as uh, like we listen uh, to to music on Spotify, um, also YouTube, Netflix, all those entertainment platforms. The second week was uh, combining uh, entertainment platforms with social media. So Facebook uh, mainly for us and I think uh, Instagram for Mathilde and uh, for the third week we were just uh, disconnected from uh, social media. So what kind of expectations did you have and what kind of... um, did expectations meet reality? Did, Did you feel like you achieved something with your project? During the project, yes, I felt like I was achieving something because I definitely had more time to do what I didn't have time to do on an everyday basis. Uh, for example, yoga was really important uh, for me when I was in, uh, in high school and I did it every morning. And here, because of maybe other things, I didn't just have the energy to do it. But thanks to this project, I really linked the positive uh, impact of not being uh, connected to social media to other positive aspects of my life, such as doing yoga. Uh, but after the experiment, I can say that, yes, it's it's a bit disappointing because you see that, you know, it's impossible really to, go, to cut it off. So, yeah, it's positive and negative at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so to add on on this, actually, we got uh, used to many things coming to Sciences Po, like the fact that it's really fast all the time. We have our habits. Um, also, there is a lot of competition in Sciences Po. So, for example, to go to school, I would be uh, listening to podcasts because I want to increase my capacity to do as many things. And um, I would do, for example, multitasking and stuff like that. So that's something I stopped, which was uh, really uh, reconforting. And uh, I think it was really a peaceful three weeks. But then we came back and there were all these messages that we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, when I opened Facebook, I had literally more than 100 messages waiting for me and I was like, oh my God, like, yeah, yeah. 
and oh. some information we didn't get so it's not very practical I would say yeah but when you're in this bubble it feels amazing but then <laughs> you see that's one of the one of the topics I would like to touch today Sciences Po Le Havre especially here I don't know about other campuses like we build our campus life in Facebook you know you're in association like Emily like uh, with Avredir like we yeah. talk about everything on messenger group chat and then like suddenly you were out and I had to message you yeah. on your phone which was yeah, kind yeah. of weird for me and kind of weird for the dynamics of the group work and then the Sciences Po group they have all the information on what's happening how do you mm-hmm. deal with that without having the access to it you organize yourself better you ask I think for uh, I think it's pretty selfish in fact because like you said everyone is on Facebook so everyone is using Facebook as this communicational platform the problem is not I think yeah like of course the problem is that like we cannot communicate with others as easily as we would like to like the main problem of Facebook is more that it's connected with other things with entertainment with uh, uh, I don't know like uh, when you just want to like uh, not to listen to class and you just go on Facebook and you scroll and and like, you find yourself watching some recipe video exactly yeah. like it's, it's what I, I found myself doing after the experiment first I, I was really like focused I, I I knew what I wanted to do when I went on Facebook after the experiment just after the experiment so yes okay I have to check this message I check it I leave Facebook but then you come back to the old habits of Oh, I have to send a message to someone, but oh, I cut video, so yeah. Mm. Yeah, so what I was saying also so about organizing yourself, I would say that you really need to think about things, but that's a good thing because usually when you use Facebook, you would just scroll and do things as they come on the scroll. So you're not organizing yourself and you're not uh, seeing what is important and what is not important. So doing a hierarchy in the, the things you need to do that's really good I would mm-hmm. say so in a sense it helps also we had to organize ourselves more but when we said I meet that person at that moment you do it and you don't find other things to do or yeah mm-hmm. that was really good and yeah. also to meet people in person rather mm-hmm. than by phone and I guess that also links to the fact of high addiction uh, rates and this new type of addiction to social media how you say you find yourself scrolling so once I read this very interesting fact that you know Instagram the algorithm is built like a machine in a casino so you keep on scrolling and every time you scroll there's something new popping up and you hope to get some like new uh, picture mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting for you so that like rushes your dopamine levels mm-hmm. up Mm-hmm. So in the same way as with the casino machine, when mm-hmm. you keep on scrolling the uh, like machine handle and you hope to get like the lucky draw, so the lucky picture comes yeah. out. How do you feel are the implications of this like problem of this increasing issue that, for example, even for me, I'm aware I am addicted. I'm aware of it, but I don't really know how to handle it. I set up a screen time for Instagram, for example, on my phone. But, you know, sometimes like when I reach the limit I set up for myself, I just press to ignore and continue because I feel like it. Mm. How do you feel like people should deal with it? How do you feel about the addictive part of the social media? What I found out during the experiment is that it's easier than you think to cut yourself from social media. Maybe because there was this external pressure 
from the teacher maybe like uh, yeah to, to do, do well in your experiment because if you say oh yeah i tried to do the experiment but i fell uh, 50 times during the day i mean it doesn't work but yeah it's easier in the sense that you set you like you have to set the limits for yourself not only time wise but uh, also uh, habit wise i don't know if it's um it's understandable but for example in class just say that okay I, I won't connect myself to facebook if you link the fact of being bored with going to facebook like all the time you'll do it and then you don't even realize it sometimes like when i'm doing a reading on my computer and i start to be bored i go on facebook automatically i didn't i don't even think about it so when you start delinking this things I think that it becomes easier but you have to be aware of it of course and yeah. And then there are also like more practical things you can do. For example, if you want to listen to some music you buy an iPod so it's disconnected from your phone for example. You can also just say that for one day or more you can just uh, shut down your phone which can be really good because then you get you see how addicted you are. I mean, we all know that it is addictive but you don't feel it and mm. when you actually get disconnected for two three days you can really feel the difference and ah like it feels really good so that can help too like not to do it just for one hour like really do it and that helps um otherwise what for example so maybe um, creating new habits also yeah but also the apps just on the phone if you don't have the facebook app then the messenger app you need to each time write facebook on google blah 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 so that takes time, which is good. And also not have notifications that are pop up automatically. That's also good. Yeah, that's what I do with Instagram. I mm. deleted, yeah. like I stopped notifications. I don't have the app anymore. I have to go <coughs> on the website. So what I noticed, so I always told myself, I don't want to delete Instagram because I have a lot of friends in different places. So I like to feel in touch with them. So what I noticed that when I have the app, I look at my friends' stories and then I continue on to all those people. I don't care that much about stories. Mm -hmm. But on the webpage, looking at stories is kind of uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not as a convenient experience designed for you on the app. Mm -hmm. So I look at the stories of people I want and the moment I go to people I'm not that interested in, the discomfort of having the website rather than mm -hmm. the app stops me from going on forever and forever mm. looking at everyone's stories yeah, yeah. so i think that's a pretty good advice mm. yeah, true. but generally i was kind of interested why did you feel like it was necessary to cut off some uh, apps such as music streaming uh, ones why, why was it necessary for you to feel disconnected to also have no music uh, in this to start or um yeah so I would say that the whole experience, we couldn't be disconnected and not do that. Um, so music was the hardest thing, I would mm. say. So what we felt mostly was that uh, emotions, state of minds are really linked to music when you get used to it. I mean, when I'm tired and want to listen to some music, when I feel something strong, I want to listen to some music. So yes, that was the hardest thing. I think also that the the baseline that uh, we had with social social media was that uh, we didn't use social media only for useful stuff like communicating with others but also to distract ourselves mm -hmm. 
when you are scrolling on Instagram or on Facebook until midnight and you know that you're tired, it's not because like you, you know you are tired in a way, but you, you run away from this feeling and it's kind of the same sometimes with music. Like you are tired and you're, okay, let's just listen to some music and you forget a bit about this tiredness or about whatever f negative feeling you have. So in order to really like feel all the emotions that we could have during these three weeks, we also wanted to, to cut ourselves from music. Yeah. But some people say, actually, the question is, because music can also help to feel things better. Yeah. But uh, I would say, yeah, it's really the fact of being bored that we don't experience anymore. For example, I would uh, walk to school and instead of so listening to podcasts, I would uh, try to do uh, things that I don't have time to do, otherwise text people or, or call something, someone. So it, it was kind of crazy to see. I couldn't have time for myself just walking in the street yeah. and not doing anything, actually. Mm. So, yeah, to come back also to a time where you don't have something to think all the time or to do yeah and i feel like that's also a very important topic and a very interesting thing to talk about is the time and what do we do with the time and this whole pressure to have productive time coming from the society we live in but the f also the fact that we are students and i feel like most of us have the problem with too much time being spent on the phone But then w the phone then substitutes our leisure time and our free time and the activity, the time that you could spend on like activities to relax. Mm -hmm. So also with the addictive nature, the phone becomes this substitute to help us to relax. And probably it's not the best way to relax, right? But then moving on from social media with entertainment platforms such as Netflix, I think Netflix is a very easy way to you know, disconnect, you come back from school, you're tired, you don't want to do anything, you have no energy to do anything, mm -hmm. so you know, you're just gonna lay in bed and like binge watch a few episodes, and it's really easy for that moment, for those few episodes, to really feel disconnected from your thoughts that have been bothering you all day because you have too much work, right? But I think it prob probably also has some other negative uh, implications, and I was just wondering, What were the things you did when you didn't allow yourself to use entertainment on the internet and like digital entertainment? What what did you f end up doing? What did you find that you maybe liked to do or that you used to do but you don't do anymore? What, what was mm -hmm. it? I start. Um, yes, you want. So basic stuff: seeing friends, uh, cooking more, doing some sport, yoga, as Mariamini was saying. Yeah, we were doing uh, yoga every morning together. Uh, yeah, and sport, like we were doing abs training. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that we don't do anymore, but yeah. So yeah. What else? Um, uh, maybe reading. Yeah, reading. I read a book, like I didn't, I don't read normally because I don't have time and I found time to read. It was really great. Uh, sleeping also. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, it was so weird to just be like, okay, I'm tired, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I have no, I don't have the energy to read. Because like you you actually have to have some energy to read. Like you have to engage with it. So Net I have Netflix. no other yeah, it's not Netflix, like Netflix you like you're yeah. really passive in a way. Netflix so, like consumes the information for you and gives the yeah, final product. Exactly. exactly. But also because it's most of the time it's not very qualitative things you watch on Netflix. So that's why you don't need to focus. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah, well, I, I don't know about that, but sometimes, uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, I mean, yeah. That's but, also so, yeah, like you, you, you were just like, okay, so I have to listen to myself. I feel like sleeping, I'll just go sleep. And so, yeah, I had like three weeks of amazing sleep uh, overall, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also, walking, like just going to, to for walks, like these type of <laughs> things. Like, it, it sounds so boring when you say it, but it's you're just in this bubble and you can think about so much just dream a bit you know or like just sometimes lay on your bed and like look at the lights uh in love you have so many clouds in love so sometimes you have a lot of sun in the room sometimes you don't well it sounds really boring maybe when you say that but yeah it's just like yeah (coughs) also imagination so yeah we were talking about before of having some space to think I realized during these three weeks that something I really missed was creation and you don't have time for that to be creative in your mind. Sometimes it's just ideas, you don't have time to do it really, but just to think, oh, I could do this or in the future, like just dreaming. That really is stimulating and when you don't have the energy to do things, so to think about all these things helps a lot. Yeah, I also agree that boredom is one of the most stimulating things for my yeah. creativity yeah. and imagination. Yeah. And social media like allows me to prevent this boredom. Mm. And I guess we should all at least give us some time off from social media from once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so my last question for you would be what is the one lesson for each of you that you took away from having this disconnection time? It's a hard question. Yeah, so hard. Yeah, like maybe one lesson is that, uh, or something that I didn't realize before was that this, like I don't use a lot of my phone, but I use a lot of my computer. My so every like all my work I realized was in this computer. Like my classes, I took notes on my computer. I entertain myself with the computer. I Skype with my friends on the computer. So, yeah, like, let's just learn to live out of this single object. Like, yeah. Mm. I think I all, the fact is, what was interesting also, we we talked about uh, both of us. We are a bit biased because we chose that subject. So we thought that it would be really interesting to see uh, the reaction of other people. For example, music. I know some people couldn't live without music. So of course it's a good experience. And yeah, just that you should try once in your lifetime or soon. Or maybe once a week, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, once a week. Maybe just that. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much both. I had a lot of ideas and I hope the listeners got some ideas from them. Maybe one of them at least will try to be disconnected for a bit. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, Avila, for having us. Thank you for listening. This was the first episode of season two of Deep Speed Dating Podcast.